0: I get no doubt! Come and have go if you think you're old enough. It's the Review New Podcast. I'm your co-host, DJ. And
1: I'm your co-host Evan.
0: And this is the podcast where we uh, take a look at our favorite filmmakers uh, from uh, from our past growing up and we look through their films and talk about how good or bad we think they are based on how much we've uh, you know learned about the world since we've last watched these films. <laughs> which, <laughs> or at least how much we enjoy them. Which, which you know?
1: I have not learned a lot since i don't know i probably 16 i've probably learned now actually given the particular year it was yeah, exactly. i've, learned, I think, I think, I've yeah. learned more than i would have liked to have i think 2020 has been a whole decade under yeah, itself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes today we are here to talk about sasha baron cohen's uh uh very recent yeah yeah but like his foray into like straight up just an action picture like
1: that's uh
0: what's what's that guy who's that guy the other bald dude that i keep thinking about the transporter mark jason statham uh, that's who i kept thinking as i was looking i was like who's the guy that they're like kind of taking this Mm -hmm. off of the the mark fisher character it's like oh yeah right 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 and i kept forgetting what his name was uh so yeah we're here looking at uh grimsby Grimsby,
1: yes, which the American title, and I said this I think before, (laughs) is the Brothers Grimsby, which is really stupid because... Grimsby is not their last name, it's the town they're from, and yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with fairy tales, and it's just confusing and stupid.
0: That was throwing the, me off, yeah, when, when I had thought about the title, yeah, I was just yeah. like, wait, but that's not their last name. No, the, <laughs> yeah, no,
1: it's it's just confusing, and for some reason they thought that it would be less confusing than just calling it Grimsby, <laughs> so no, the, the title of the movie is Grimsby, which is the town that uh, the titular uh brothers are are from
0: yeah uh so we have yeah mark fisher who is the serious fucking like i said transporter no nonsense uh uh you know uh sort of next level james bond type of guy right he's taken on like you know world missions to to save the world none of that fun stuff and then uh you find out that he's been estranged from his long lost brother who okay wait Sacha Baron cohen's character keeps saying nobby but that's Nabi, the name of the brother his name,
1: no sasha baron cohen's character is nobby oh, oh and, okay uh and uh his and sebastian he calls sebastian Cotty.
0: oh okay okay yeah, uh, yeah. okay all right so okay so that, that's but yeah, that's yeah right, nobby
1: Nobby is Sasha Baron Cohen's character, who okay, is, who
0: looks like Liam Gallagher. He looks.
1: He's a soccer hooligan. He's an unemployed soccer hooligan who looks like Liam Gallagher, and apparently that was intentional. Like he, yeah, like, just to fuck with Sasha Baron Cohen and Liam Gallagher have apparently gotten in physical fights, and the, <laughs> and the haircut was literally just to fuck with Liam Gallagher.
0: I love it, yeah, because it gives uh, it gives him a very distinct look for this movie, and the whole time you're thinking. He's, he's doing this to fuck with. Yeah, and they, they, they call it
1: out at the very end. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the great thing, you, you said it right there, It this is an action movie. This is not an action spoof. Mm-hmm. It's not a parody. It is literally a straight-up, well-crafted action movie yeah. that has this absolute idiot dropped into the middle Absolutely. of it. And it's and, fantastic.
0: And the way he... Like, yeah, it's not a parody, but the way he spoils certain ways that you expect plot lines and action movies to go, it's so, like, so just, like, enjoyable to watch as you're, like, laughing. Like, straight up and down, I was thinking, like, this is... I was laughing a fucking mile a minute. Like, there were, it felt like there was never a part where I wasn't like either laughing my ass off or like reeling from laughing my ass off and looking at the incredible stunt work that like Mark yeah. Fisher and company were it's, doing. It's like,
1: really well done.
0: It felt like a Jackie Chan movie on steroids. Like, it was absolutely insane. Yeah, there is,
1: there's a device, um, there's a device that comes up throughout the movie of a, uh, a contact lens that's like this supercomputer camera contact lens, and we often see things from the point of view of what the oh, contact yes. lens is like filming. Oh, like a fucking heavy... So it's, uh, what,
0: what's that movie? Uh, heavy Henry or something like that, where it's like you're looking through the first-person perspective of someone as they're yeah, kicking it's like ass. A,
1: it's like a fisheye lens, and it's very disorienting, but in a really cool way. Uh, so, other th- cool random thing that I want to just shout out before I forget to... Is uh, I read something kind of recently that was analyzing all the major movies that had come out in the last few years, uh, for smartphone use. And apparently, people just don't like seeing smartphones <laughs> being used in blockbusters because uh, somebody noticed that when you you barely ever see characters using smartphones yeah. in movies, and when they do, it's usually just to talk on the phone yeah. and well, not, I mean, and yet, Nobby uses a smartphone like a normal fucking person throughout the movie. He takes selfies and he looks up the game scores and Mm -hmm. he's like using his phone like an actual human being who lives in 2016.
0: Now what I think is interesting is that like, you know, the reason why you, you don't use the phone, right, is because, you know, very obvious from a storytelling perspective, like, so many plot points would just be over if you just have the magical box that can contact anyone and look up everything. Well, and, you know, and yet, you know <laughs> it's funny because
1: people say that, and it's like, yeah, there are a lot of classic plots that wouldn't work if you tried to transport mm. them into modern day. Because, Like, you know, um, a, a movie that I really, really love called After Hours mm. would not work at all set even 10 or 15 years later. Mm. However... Um yeah like a teacher that I had uh pointed out that that movie actually relies on debit cards not being yeah. a thing um but but and yet we have problems, mm-hmm. you know. It's like people say, Oh, we can't have stories if, with smartphones because it would just solve it. We have problems, you know. What it, it we have like, smartphones like, and we have problems, yeah, like Hollywood. Meet
0: the challenge like is just, the thing, like <laughs> you yeah, you know, yeah, come up
1: with new stories and not exactly. rely on this super tired mm. misunderstanding tropes that have been getting used since Shakespeare. Oh, uh, like, maybe
0: that's the real <laughs> problem. Where it, it, Hollywood is too lazy to move in, like, stop, don't make
1: us do new stuff. No, yeah, and, and actually, um, and I think this is a great example of that nabi has a smartphone on him at all times he in fact in and has signal he never loses signal yep. he uses linkedin uh when <laughs> yes he is when he's in south acro- africa when he's well he's in south africa which presumably has cell phone service but he's across the world from where his service provider would mm-hmm. be and he's just using linkedin yeah like that that excuse of like oh you can't just have smartphones like no because nabi's own limitations uh, namely the fact that he's an idiot. Uh, you know, keep keep winding him, keep getting him into trouble, uh, despite all that technology being mm. at his fingertips.
0: Uh, so before we get started real quick, just wanted to say, uh, if you enjoyed the show and want to uh, give us a request uh, for a movie for us to review. Uh, we already did uh, the second TMNT movie that someone requested. Uh, all you have to do is uh, hit up our Kofi. Uh It should be in the link wherever this is being listened to, uh, so just go to that link tree below, and you can see where the Kofi is uh, to give directly for a one-time donation, or if you want to give ongoing for five dollars, you can see every other episode uh, that doesn't get broadcasted uh, publicly on the review new uh, Patreon. Uh, so yeah, you can go check that out and support us, and you know keep us doing this fun, sexy show we're doing. Uh, all right, let's let's get into it. So this fucking movie i am just gonna say it right now was incredible oh yeah i think i said it earlier a mile of like laugh a minute where i was just like Holding my sides for so many of these jokes. And the gags were so big. And you know what it was? It was, like, it solved the problems of the last movie in The in the the Dictator, where it's just kind of like, I get that you want to make us laugh, but you need to have some sort of suspension of disbelief where I understand, like, what the stakes yes. are and what's happening.
1: Yeah, actually... You know, I, I hadn't consciously thought about this until you pointed it out. But yeah, all the issues in Dictator where it felt like we're abandoning what we've established about these characters because we're just going to drop in some random jokes here. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, Nobby and Sebastian and, and all of the characters are very much in character the whole time. And all the jokes... Are the jokes don't feel random? The jokes come very organically from who the characters are and the situations they're in, and there is some really well done um, foreshadowing and parallelism and just (laughs) like it's a beautifully crafted and Mm -hmm. structured movie. Uh, Just a couple things off the top of my head, it's almost like um like a like a symmetrical pattern because we have very early on, there's a scene of Nobby with a firecracker getting stuck in his ass. (laughs) And at the very, very end, that becomes a very important thing. Believe it or not. Um, And then later, later in the movie, uh, he, his kids are watching a documentary about um, elephant uteruses. And that becomes a a plot (laughs) point, Um, you know, and it's, it's just, it was so well, everything just felt very well thought out. Now, I didn't like every single part of the movie. I'm Mm. not, you know, I I feel like such a granny when I say this, but I'm not a huge fan of gross out humor. (laughs) Uh, And there were things that were a little too much for me. The parts, I will say, like the elephant uterus, that's the really uh, infamous part of the movie where people are like, I think I saw something where somebody had, like, you know, like shown the audience having the gag reaction about and it's like Mm -hmm. the elephant part where they hide they hide inside an elephant's uterus and then they get fucked by a bunch of (laughs)
0: times and you know
1: that part was just so absurd like that i didn't find super disgusting i mean it's disgusting but it wasn't like making me gag or whatever Mm. but the parts that i had so much trouble watching that really, like, I had so much trouble with, were mm. the incesty parts. Yes, where <laughs> like, he had particularly... to suck his ball. They, they have right, they have it where, and and this is like, son of a bitch. Um, like Sebastian, the actor playing Sebastian, Mark Fisher. He does is is Fisher his last name. Mark, okay. Strong. Mark Strong. Mark Strong. Mark Strong. Yeah, I think I was gonna say Fisher doesn't sound right. Yeah, Mark Strong, which is such a great action name. Mark Strong. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, yeah. He so fits the and I was looking up, I was like, wait, what other action movies did he do? And I don't okay, think he but, did that many.
1: Wait, sorry, I just need to look and see oh, say, the yeah, cast yeah. because Uh yeah okay that's I I I, Isla Isla Fisher Isla Fisher who is
0: that's what it was I was mixing up their names (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah.
1: oh she's Australian I'm an idiot I sound like such a dumb American like Mm -hmm. she talk she talks funny she must be (groughs) no uh she's Australian but I guess she has been in England because she's married to a Brit um yeah she I'm sorry I'm just like totally. Uh, yoinking your computer now. Uh, Spouse, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, yeah. So she plays the love interest, not of Sasha Baron Cohen's character. Um, his love interest is played also by an Aussie, Rebel Wilson. And, and I, they both just have Australian love interests. And Rebel Wilson does a fan fucking tazzy oh, job. Absolutely.
0: This might be the apex of her fucking career. Yeah, and
1: I don't, I actually don't care for Rebel Wilson I a lot.
0: Hate- I, mean, I, most of
1: the I, I don't in. I don't like her in a lot of stuff but she was so good in this and I felt like she was just really well directed <laughs> and they and they made use of her strength and mm. apparently after I watched this movie I was watching a lot of um interviews and stuff and Sasha Baron Cohen was saying she actually had a much easier time learning the northern accent mm. than he did um and she was like coaching him on it after mm. cuz she mastered it like very quickly um so I guess let's back up real well, quick. Well, I want, I want to say about Red like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, specifically yeah.
0: because, like, I usually hate her in most stuff because it feels like the people who are writing for her are usually just like, oh, a person who's British but saying naughty things. They're not supposed to do that. It feels like that's all they have. That's the only thing. Yeah, and she's they not
1: even her. British. She's Australian. Yeah. Like, Aussies say naughty things. But,
0: but when Sasha Baron Cohen, like, uses her, it feels like, remember how we complained before about how, like, Mm, the female like girlfriends in his movies never feel like they they're up to the yes. insanity and that Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah,
1: she's on the level with yeah. him. Like she is every bit on the yeah, level. She with needs him. to be his she, wife in every
0: movie, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Because she doesn't feel
1: like she's getting left behind. With the exactly she's right there with him. Yes, yeah, yes. she's fantastic in this.
0: There's one line where straight up uh Mark Strong says like you know with no irony is like. Oh, uh, you know, when he, what are you expecting from your presidency? You know, what do you do? And he was like, "Oh no, I'm just fucking fat."
1: And she just delivers it
0: so like straightly yeah. that he's just although, like, "God damn it!" Although woman. that that <laughs> was like
1: one joke that I felt was like a little stupid because it's like you can tell she's fat. Like, now, it she was definitely stupid. Like it, but she But yeah, but she, she her delivery is really good. Exactly. She's, it, she's it was really an fine. example of
0: her carrying oh, that yeah, because yeah. of her just like that. I don't give a fuck. I am just going to say that. What? Just being
1: this completely unfazed... (laughs) Yes. um, Yeah. She's... And I love just in general, like, all the people of Grimsby just being (laughs) completely unfazed by everything and just completely rolling with the punches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, okay, so... A lot of people, I don't know if a lot, a few people have like had issues with this movie. But, oh yeah, let's get into it. Like feeling like it's sort of classist and like it's mocking, mm. you know, these these poor people. Um, and you know, I mean, it is to a degree, <laughs> but it's also, you know, and I mean, look, I'm not a Northern British person on the dole, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm not speaking from, you know, me being okay with it doesn't really mean that much, right, but. Right. Um, you know, it is making fun of people, but at the same time, it's it, it feels very affectionate towards those yeah, people. Yeah,
0: especially with how the plot played out in a way that like got me emotionally in a way that I wasn't yeah. expecting. Yeah, you know? so, so
1: we'll we'll get to that because yeah, this yeah. movie also like has has a, a lot of meaning to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels it never feels even though the characters are being made fun of, it feels affectionate towards them. It doesn't feel like derisive
0: yeah it's okay so there's one point where like because i remember that was in my mind as i watching the movie it's like hmm does it like does it feel like they're like really insulting like like yo if i was someone from that town would i feel like specifically insulted and there was one part where they're just like literally just look like slack job yokels looking at him as if they're like oh mark straw wow you're you know like that moment was like okay that just looked particularly look at how dumb and wide mouth gaping they are but, like, whenever there were actual jokes and stuff like that, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, they're c- the country bumpkins, but, like, you can see the charm in them in a weird way that, like, sure, they're being perverse about it because it's Sasha Baron Cohen, but it's, like... Like, there's weird moments where, like, the kids, the kids in this movie.
1: Oh, my God. The kids are great. I
0: have never seen better directed kids in a movie before. Yes. Like, they are just so good. You're just like, I, what are these little bastards adventures? And, that, and
1: that's hard to do because, like, you know, even, you know, the kid in The Dictator that he kicks in the grocery store and the kid's, like, screwing with stuff and then, like, flips him off and grabs mm-hmm. his crotch and it's just yeah. like, oh, a little kid being a dick. Yeah. And it's like it just feels fake and yet in and this... And such a
0: cheap laugh, right, like, oh, it, the kid says foul mouth things. Right, you know? but in
1: this, the kid's seem completely authentic even though it is over the top like yeah th- it doesn't feel fakey. um and and I remember reading something uh an interview with Sasha Baron Cohen about this and he was saying that basically you know he just thought these people are very interesting because you have these northern towns in the UK that used to be very very industrial you know you've heard mm. the expression it's like bringing coals to Newcastle
0: what does that phrase man?
1: it means like um You know, if, like, you, uh, I don't know, you got a friend who, like, bakes a lot and you, like, bring the muffins over to their house, it's like, oh, it's like bringing coals to Newcastle.
0: Oh, yeah, they already do that. Uh
1: Um, And, you know, so it used to be very industrialized. And when the uh, industry started falling off, the jobs went away. And, you know, like with a lot of like coal towns in America, you know, you've got these people who they didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave their home and and this place where they have these roots and possibly family lines going back for centuries. And so they stay and they go on the dole. And, um, and you know, that poverty is real. Um, you know, and I think it's, a lot of people will look down on somebody and say, look, like, oh, you know, you're just on welfare, you're not doing anything. But the situation that those people are in, um, you know, it's, it's, it's deeper also than just
0: old lazy bouts.
1: Right. Because it's, it's also understandable why if you're somebody who's got roots like that, you wouldn't just want to pick up and, and leave. Mm. Um, and that was, you know, sort of what he was talking about. But so let's let's kind of give the overview. Okay, um yeah, yeah. so basically Sacha Baron Cohen's character is Nobby Butcher um, who, you know, again he's this he's this he's supposed to be in his 30s <laughs>
0: uh
1: he doesn't look like he's... Yeah, he's also
0: supposed to be fat with the fake-ass punch they give him. Yeah, they, they, Well,
1: yeah, so Isla Fisher... Man, I, like, watched so many interviews with this, like, two years ago. So let's see. Mm-hmm. But Isla Fisher had said that he, like, had the prosthetic belly, but then he started gaining weight, like, throughout the movie, and then he didn't need it by the end. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh, I think he wouldn't want me to say that. Oh. <laughs> um but yeah, but he's you know, he's supposed to be in his late thirties and also a grandfather several times over <laughs> yeah. with like twelve kids. Yeah. Um he also it's kinda of funny, he refers to Rebel Wilson character uh Dawn as his girlfriend and it's nothing serious when they've got like twelve uh, right, yeah. they've got like twelve kids together. You know, so he lives in Grimsby you know, basically, just seems to spend his days at the pub and and watching TV and not really doing very much. But he is very devoted to his younger brother, whom he hasn't seen since they were small children. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see a lot of flashbacks. I honestly teared up at some of the I, flashbacks. Oh,
0: straight up and down. That little what? kid. Those kids. Oh There's my god. One scene where the kid gets lost and it hits so hard because he's like, <laughs> yeah, because like the little
1: boy, especially who plays Sebastian, who's the younger brother, who's supposed to be sick. In the flashbacks, and he's like, you know, so he's like my son's age, and he's got this little tiny. He's like, Nobby, oh, Nobby, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like really heartbreaking. So basically, what we eventually learn through flashbacks is that when, um, when Sebastian was six and Nobby was a few years older, maybe nine, their parents died, and they were put in an orphanage, and, uh. You know Sebastian, who's a little cute six-year-old, gets adopted by this very posh couple, um, and uh, and Nobby goes into the foster system, and that's the last we see of them in flashbacks. We don't really know a lot about what their upbringing was like, other than uh, Sebastian ends up becoming a secret agent. Uh, his name, his adoptive name is Sebastian Graves. And he becomes a super, super James Bond esque secret agent working for a, a secret branch of MI six, and uh, and Nobby, you know, grew up in the foster system in in Grimsby and never left and never really had a career or anything. And Nobby has been completely devoted to you know, the idea that his brother will be found or his brother will come back someday. And then eventually, uh, somebody in Grimsby recognizes him. And also Mm. Mark Strong is supposed to be 34. He does not look 34. (laughs) Uh, but you know, so they're supposed to be, but I think one of the things that you really have to suspend your disbelief with in the film is that Sebastian, who is, you know, Mark Strong, grown ass, bald Mark Strong. Uh, being somehow recognizable from a little tiny six-year-old kid, and that everybody who has not seen him since he was six years old somehow looks at this thirty-something bald man who's a secret agent, and goes, "That's that's a little Cubby Butcher," <laughs> like, uh, or, you know, so that that's a little unrealistic. But um, I want to say real quick the very very opening of the movie. Is is it Marvin Gaye? It's Marvin Gay, right? Uh oh. the the opening of the movie is in in a blackout, we hear it, No, I think it's
0: R. Kelly. Wait, I is that think R. It's Kelly? Fucking R. Kelly. Because oh, I okay. remember being like, what? <laughs> yeah, and, like, in, in like You did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, in, <yeah>. a, <laughs>
1: in a complete blackout. We hear, my mind's telling me no, Yes. But my R body, yep. my body's telling Tell him me no, yeah, and then,
0: It's bump and grind. By right, Rebecca. it's bumping, and grind, and then,
1: and so, it opens <laughs> oh, on what God. is honestly kind of a really hot, softcore... core. <laughs> uh, oh, is it third corner real good? I mean, it's not even, it's like just, the way that this is shot is like is hot you don't even have to think Sasha Baron Cohen and Rebel Wilson are attractive the way this is shot is really hot it's like this close up like softcore porn and they're like like sweating and like kissing mm. and like you see her fingers digging into his back and you see a stupid <laughs> tattoo you see a stupid England tattoo but um you know but it's like really like close up and like oh and you hear bump and grind playing and they're like I love you and it's back and forth and then it zooms out. And Oh, because he comes, hmm. and then it zooms out, and they're in a furniture store on a mattress <laughs> with the salesman standing over them looking super awkward, and he goes, we'll take it. Yes. And then the next bit is you see uh, Nabi... Um, you know, trying to drag this mattress home by himself on oh, foot. On, oh, like, a small um, wheelbarrow
0: or something? Uh,
1: on a shopping cart. On no! A, walking, walking through Grimsby with, um, I think, is it, is it an Oasis song? Or it's either Blur, Park Life. No, it's...
0: Park. Oh, Park Life is Blur.
1: Blur, blur. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because Liam Gallagher is in Oasis. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, he then, wouldn't get Oasis. He wouldn't right, be able to get an Oasis right. song. And, <laughs> you know,
1: there's, like, this kind of famous, like, um... Rivalry between Blur and Oasis, mm-hmm. or them like being sort of set up yeah. as like,
0: Blur's better. <coughs> right? So, hey, so Barnes the so, Man, Gorillas is the shit. All right, sorry, yeah. So,
1: opening <laughs> on a Blur song is really funny. So, they open on on him walking through Grimsby to park life, um, and getting to see all the you know, smoking young mothers pushing their babies in strollers <laughs> and old people and you know, and, and the kind of shabby houses. And he, um, he goes home and you see his, his, uh, Many, many children who all have very silly names like Skeletor and and,
0: and Django Unchained. Django Unchained. And a
1: baby named Django Unchained.
0: Yes. There's a lot of, uh, I think like, there's like a one two punch of references. Uh, Oh, I think like they play the song Our House by Madness. And I was just like, oh shit, this is so cool, and then the very next thing is like a South Park, like the bigger, longer I uh, cut movie reference, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, this is yeah. like getting all my nostalgia points, um, because they I have think- the
1: baby, the baby watching, ah, oh, cut and, yes. <laughs> and with, with just this, like, you know, open-eyed baby expression. Exactly. <laughs> it's
0: just like, oh my god, and yeah, you know, all the things they're trying to say about, you know, TV and all that stuff, um,
1: but I, that just, sorry, is totally off topic, but that just reminded me of this uh, South Park ad for, like, the 20th season I where well. they, had, they had, like, a, a dad is, like, staying up na- late feeding the baby and he's got South Park on, which, okay, I will say, like, when... My son was a newborn and we were like, you know, up in the middle of the night trying to like, you know, take care of him and stuff because he would not sleep at all when he was a newborn. And, you know, we're trying not to like fall asleep to drop him. I I walked I watched so much like weird shit on Netflix when I was like up with him late at night and like like weird like helix and I'm like I don't know that probably warped him but anyway so it's got this dad oh. like up late at night with his baby and, and watching, I thought you
0: were going to talk about watching South Park uh, no, at no. an unappropriately young age which I totally did well it was other stuff and <laughs> an inappropriate but so it's
1: got yeah like the the dad's up with the baby and the baby's watching South Park over his shoulder and then it like it's everything up to her going off to college it's like we've been there for you your yeah, whole yeah. life Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: so um yeah, yeah that's why I what I remember seeing that ad and being like, God damn it, South Park actually did grow up with this stupid ass show. Fuck you, don't, don't make yeah. a joke out of that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to joke on me. I just, I just, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, so to, to, to get to what the plot is, basically, uh, yeah, one of the, the people from Grimsby finds out that his brother's in town at this uh, uh really you know, upscale this, event that's supposed to be ga- about, a like, charity
1: gala, yeah, which, yeah, um hosted by uh,
0: Penelope, Penelope Cruz's character. Clouse's character. Yeah. What
1: is her name? Rhonda something. I did,
0: it was Rhonda. Yeah. Cause Wait. I remember thinking Rhonda Rousey for some reason. Yeah.
1: But she, so she's playing this, you know, sort of Angelina Jolie-esque, um, you know, high mm-hmm. profile actress and spokeswoman um, who's raising, uh, raising money for, you know, she said she's going to cure the world of disease.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the initiative, the cure the yeah. world initiative. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so, you know, um, Navi is like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see my brother, you know? And so he, he gets in and is somehow able to find him. First of all, he fucks around and does some dumb shit where he's, like, puts his finger through some sort of, like, It's like stand-up. a cardboard stand-up with yeah. a little
1: kid. Mm-hmm. And he sticks his finger through and is pretending it's the kid's dick and then, like... Has, he gets his has finger it, stuck. Like, and it, well, it's really bad because so this part was like cringy too to me, just because it's like, oh, it's a child. Yeah. But he he like pretends like the kid's getting a boner when a girl walks by, and then he gets it stuck, and so he spits on his finger, and he's trying to get it loose, and of course it looks like he's jerking off. Yes. The, the, yeah. So that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but,
0: um, after that, uh basically, he he's able to find his brother. And, but the, you know, Mark Strong, he's in the middle of, like, a, about to, you know, assassinate someone so that they're not able to, you know, put off their evil plan or whatever the hell they were going to do. Something about the camera being a gun. Some sort of, like, you know, James Bondy sort of twist of, of fate of what the, the mechanic thing that was going to be used to kill the person was, right? So, uh, Nobby, not knowing what happens, he just walks up to his brother and just gives him a big old hug while he's in the middle of, like, uh, right about to take the shot, and he completely misses, and... He ends
1: <laughs> so okay, so we forgot to mention there's this kid who is um he, he has one Palestinian parent and one Jewish Israeli parent, yes. and he has AIDS, mm-hmm. and he's so in he's in a wheelchair, this, and he's this little. He's like, I'm very sick with AIDS, and he's this very. You're like, playing sim- the
0: stereotypical like
1: symbolic child. Yeah. And uh, and that child gets shot in the shoulder, and his blood flies into the mouth of oh, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe, who is played by a different actor. It is not actually Daniel
0: Radcliffe. But when you see it unfolding, it's just like oh,
1: he's the just way they screaming, and then you see the blood going into his mouth in slow motion. So
0: uh, <laughs> and then they, I think it's just like a dead smash cut so to like
1: to the news going, Daniel Radcliffe has HIV. <laughs> And uh, oh, yeah, so you know, MI6 is watching all this and go and and goes, oh my god, he shot the oh because also the um the president of the World Health Organization gets shot. Yeah, and they're going, oh god, he's gone rogue, and and so they send all these secret agents and bodyguards after him, and uh, chase ensues where uh, Nobby, um, you know, basically uh, Sebastian tries to shake Nobby. Jumps down from a high, uh, for, from a height, right. lands, and then Nobby jumps down and lands on top of him and breaks his ankle. So he and relies on. There's a
0: glass over his head. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Nobby has to carry him. There's. uh <laughs> They, they get in the, in Sebastian's super spy car and the guys are coming after him about to shoot on him. And Nobby goes, well, joke's on you. We've got bulletproof glasses. He rolls like, down the window and to he's, say he's, it. He's rolling down the bulletproof glass window to like shoot them the bird. And of course, that, um, and they end up, yeah, they end up crashing. It's this whole thing. But eventually they escape to a warehouse and, and he's been shot, uh, in the he's shoulder. He's been shot in the shoulder. Sebastian's been shot in the shoulder with some kind of venom, and he says, you've got to suck out the venom. And I thought, like, okay, even though this part was so cringy to me, I thought this was a good setup. They didn't jump right into yes, the super gross stuff. It was like, oh, I've been shot this in the shoulder. Perfect. You have to you have to suck off my shoulder. And so Nobby has to suck the venom out of his brother's shoulder, and it looks kind of weirdly erotic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then...
0: He goes like, I was like, oh, thank you so much. And, like, you know, you, you suck out the poison within the 90 seconds, and, you know, I would have been dead. But unfortunately... I was shot somewhere else. And then it's just a super cut right to his nuts. And like yes. they like speed and up the cut so quick in a way that just like, oh, like because the, they fake you out. Because you think like, oh, huh, I thought it was going to be grosser than then it ended up, God damn it. Yeah, and, and Mark Strong does
1: such a good job with this because he stayed like he is playing this so yes. straight he yes. is playing this so like straight. So is this like hard ass like
0: no these, act, this is what we have to this do hard ass secret
1: it. agent yeah. super spy guy no
0: nonsense and
1: um and <laughs> and at one point like, because Nobby, of course, does not want to suck his brother's testicle, <laughs> who among us does, you know? Yeah. And so at one point he goes, suck my balls. Ah. And like, <laughs> uh, oh, and
0: literally, he says, yeah, the line goes, he goes like, he says, like, you have to do this to save my life. It's like, this is the difference between life and death. You either do this or I die. What's your choice? And he goes. Uh, what do you want written on your gravestone? And he goes, "Suck my balls." Yes. <laughs> yeah, and
1: then and then I mean, <laughs> in this part got a little silly because he he ends up going like, "Oh, I'm not getting out fast enough. I have to be on top and start yeah, aggressively seabagging I, I him." To
0: look away yeah. for I'm so long, like, and there was one moment where like I accidentally
1: looked backwards, like is it dead? Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay, mate. does Sasha and Cohen have a brother? I want to know this. I, I can't know. remember. We gotta. I gotta know this. But
0: it was just like that. It looked like a. A prosthetic I got, or nothing I
1: got, that just looked like I mean I'm sure it was a very well made <laughs>
0: prosthetic I want okay. apparently
1: I'm looking at the Wikipedia apparently Nobby's full name is Kyle Allen Nobby Butcher He has a brother How the fuck how the <laughs> fuck do you have a brother right Ethan Cohen because he's like a surgeon or something How do you have a brother and you write this scene because Part of why I had so much trouble is, like, I have a brother. I don't want to fucking think about that shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. It's How do you have a idiot. brother and you write this scene and participate in this scene? Yeah. Um, so that was, like, super... That was, like, the hardest part for me was the, the the man having to actually suck his brother's balls. And, of course, like, the it's, like, played as, like, well, it's gay. It's not that it's gay. It's that it's incest.
0: Yeah, exactly. And on top of it, just... <laughs> The way they flop it onto his face, like no. Yeah, yeah.
1: Those nuts look also like. Ugh. Yeah. Um. But so <laughs> at the at, you know, and then at the end when they've survived, poor Nobby is, uh, you know, sitting there hunched over and smoking a cigarette and shivering, <laughs> and it's like you know, it's kind of a rape joke because I mean, even though it like it was more of a this is a horrible situation where you have to do this thing, yeah you know the 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 aftermath they're playing on
0: the aesthetic of it yeah the the aftermath
1: is played as a rape joke which you know and i'm not sitting here being you know going arms crossed it's not funny because you know blah 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 it's not just it's so it's like literally it's i just didn't think it was that funny because the whole like oh the sexual trauma and you have to shiver and smoke is Mm -hmm. is a cliche in addition to being like offensive it's also just kind of tired but um but you know generally speaking i think i think most of the comedy strong was like that was a quibble
0: uh um, so jumping from that into actually an adorable moment uh like <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah so he takes him home he takes him to Grimsby. So,
0: and, and and there's that moment of him going like Oh, you—they don't know that we're related, do they? And and then you just see that moment of them real, like Mark Strong being like, "Oh God damn it, I don't have a choice," and Nami going, "Yay, I get my brother!" Yeah. <laughs> and that's when it does the Our House song, and I'm yes. like, Oh <laughs> and so- that's just a song that just like hits you in a very like nostalgic feeling way. But it, they do a flashback real quick to the the them when they're kids, and one of them has a. Like just line that makes you go. Daw. He goes like, "If we have bunk beds, can I have the tip?" And like, "Can I have the top?" And oh, like, yeah, he hiccups little, like right little, at the moment. When I he says know, it was so
1: freaking. And you know that the kid just hiccups and they kept that take. Yeah, it was, was the like, cutest. Oh! It was the cutest fucking thing ever. <laughs> but
0: these foul the little bastards are so cute, Oh my god. Yeah, uh, oh, and then yeah, when he gets lost, so like yeah, it. The, uh, usually flashbacks are kind of annoying and you know in movies sometimes where it's just like well that's not really like advancing the plot it's not really doing anything he's just like shoving these, in a symbolism but these for, are
1: so good yeah Those they're so
0: poignant really and well they done. serve a purpose and you can see how it's just like no it makes sense that someone would be flashing back to that cuz he hasn't been to his hometown in over 3 decades yeah. and like oh yeah that you would have that sort of like oh this is the first time i have thought about this you know what i mean mm-hmm. like in so long you know and, um, yeah, it, it, when he gets lost, that abandonment scene is shot so well. The, like, the way the quick cut hap- the way these quick cuts happen, there's, like, one dude who's, like, barely lit, and he's like, turns around, and it's, like, that sort of, like, dark image where, like, it doesn't necessarily look like a bad thing is happening, but, like, to a kid wh- who's already scared, like, just seeing, like, oh, a dark figure just turning around and looking, like, ambiguously, you know, judging at him, it's just like, oh, then I'm just running to the next car. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it so captured that fear... In such a real visceral way through the cinematography that it was just like, holy shit, like yet you really put me in that moment. And I'm just supposed to be laughing, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and and um I something that just occurs to me is uh this moment is a really great fish out of water reversal because so much of the movie, I mean, the overall concept of the movie is what if we had this like action movie, this really well-made badass action movie, and then drop this total idiot into it, right? That's the concept. Um, and so you've got Nobby uh, being this character who really, really does not fit in an action movie, getting dropped into an action movie. Yet in the in this scene specifically where Mark Strong's character is dropped into Grimsby, um, you have this, you know, Jason Statham-esque, like, Wearing all black, shiny bald head, like super like hard ass, and he's like in the middle of this rundown little town, getting hugged by a bunch of people. Like, (laughs) like all his nieces and nephews are like, "Oh, we know who you are. You're, you know, your uncle cottie and they're all hugging him. And like, it's so weirdly like
0: cute in the way of Mark Strong is like, "Look, I just have a job and I need to do that job," and they're like,
1: "But." It's it's, like, it's very heartwarming.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and he's, and you can tell, like, he doesn't hate them. He never has, like, a full thing of, like, I don't care about you and look yeah. off at You and know, that, you never get nice that. That's nice,
1: too, because that would have been so hackneyed. And yeah. it's like, yeah, like, there's... I mean, and he does have a moment of... And I I liked that they didn't do the rom-com of, like, extending the misunderstanding for a ridiculously (laughs) long period of time. Yes. Um, It it does get addressed. It's kind of in the middle of the movie that it gets addressed where he says, like, hey, you abandoned me. And we find out, you know, what we you know probably already suspected was that Nobby knew he was not going to be adopted and um, that that the couple weren't going to take him. And yet wanted to make sure that Sebastian got that good life.
0: Mm. so but yeah and you know uh what was it oh yeah so we get to fucking the children of the corn over there (laughs) where the way it's like so yeah uh sebastian needs to hide from these uh from these you know uh uh, assassins and they're coming after him and then like Navi just goes like oh you know signals to the kids hey uh those guys are fucking you know uh,
1: Manchester United
0: (laughs) take care of them Yo, and those kids, fuck it. Like I said, they wrote down, I wrote down, like, fucking Children of the Court. They dropped a goddamn wheelchair on the one guy. And I was like, yo, that's pretty fucking clever for some kids.
1: You know what? (laughs) I didn't even, I didn't even, like, grok the the wheelchair thing. Like, that is another parallel where that comes back at the end. Like, this movie is kind of a cinematic masterpiece.
0: Yes, it straight up is. It's, like, comedic. Like, it really does feel like the next level of, like, Austin Powers sort of, like... Super high, um, um, high concept, but like high payoff in how mm-hmm. the jokes work. You know, in fact, yeah, it's like they throw a wheelchair, it, it hits the guy and throws him off. I'm like, whoa, that's the perfect fucking melee weapon to throw from. You know, like you won't expect that shit. And then the next thing they throw is a like, goddamn dog.
1: Yes, they throw. It to me. I
0: was like, holy shit! Yeah. Like, you, what do you even do? What do you do when a fucking eighty pound dog just drops on you? <laughs> Yeah. Like an active biting dog. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah, and
1: no, like it wasn't played as like you know just dropping the dog and then the the dog just goes all you know floppy on them dying. It's just <laughs> no. like the dog like immediately lands and starts yeah. attacking them. That's like how did they even shoot that?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's something just glorious about how Sasha Baron Cohen just bombs into the plot of this serious action movie. I think the director is like actually an action movie director. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, They got a real action movie director for this. That's why it looks so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah you expect there to be the moment of like oh um, he's about to be found out. Uh, The agents are looking for him um, but they're finding clever ways to like hide him or something like that and like oh it's a cat and mouse but no that's not what happens. It just goes like they try to evade him and then like one of the guys one of the uh, Grimsby boys brings out a goddamn bullhorn and starts shouting, He's in my sixes finest! He's in my sixes yeah. finest! <laughs> Like, they weren't even trying to play the scene of, like, he's avoiding him. Like, you literally just see, like, a, hey, look, there's something going on over there. Yeah. And then you just see the bewildered, like, strong, like, God damn it, no. Yeah, they, I, there's a moment that's really great where it's just
1: like, oh, nobody knows you're here. And he comes up, and there's a huge banner on the outside of the pub. This is, you know, like, welcome home, Sebastian. Yeah, by and, the way, he's a spy. Yeah. <laughs> our very own spy, or something yes. like that. And, oh then, and then he goes into this completely crowded pub, and, and he was like, I thought nobody knew he was here. He's like, Nobody does know you're here. Well, yeah, we don't know you're here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so um there becomes a whole rigmarole where they, where um the assassins try to attack again. They pull Mark into into a van and Nobby tries to find him and he sees like two vans parked behind a building and he goes like Oh, this must be where they are. He runs inside, sees a whole bunch of women like looking like they're, you know, just kinda like wrapped in robes, they look like they're just like naked in a room. Mm -hmm. And he goes like, Oh my god you know, this must be where the bad guys are. And they're, like, hiding women as, like, sex slaves in here. And he runs in and he goes, like, women, go free. Like, you you don't have to live this life. They're going to sell you to, as sex slaves. You got to run out. And then you see them all running out, scared for their lives. And it's just, like, a normal spa. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just, like, fucking scared. And so he, you know, runs in to try to find his brother. And he sees this bald dude who is, like, you know, looks like he's he's uh, uh, on, his, on his stomach and just, he's like, in, from an odd angle. And then you see, like... The therapist, the massage therapist, has the word therapist on his back. And now he just sees, you're the rapist, eh? Yeah. No one's gonna get more, brother. He's like, the man's had enough jizz for one day.
1: <laughs> Which was, was a really dumb joke, because they're in Brazil. Why would he yes. have the word therapist in English plastered <laughs> on his back?
0: But it was so worth it, just for the stupid-ass way that Sacha Baron goes for the joke of, like... I'm trying to fight the therapist. The therapist, of course, gets angry, punches him in the face. He His face lands in some sort of, like, wax or something like that. And he's like, oh, he's flailing about trying to, like, attack the dude. And then he falls onto what he thought was his brother's, like, you know, right into his lap. But the guy's naked, so he falls right onto his pubes and then pulls his face up. And, and he's, he's got, got his got-
1: little goatee. <laughs> oh, so disgusting. The pube stash. That oh, was disgusting. So, yeah, you're, you're like, uh... at the end there and I want to say like one thing that happened near the end that I thought was kind of great commentary was Nobby uh, shoots somebody for the first time. Mm. And, and it's this great moment where the bad guy's going, You don't have the nerve. You're so right. Him. He just shoots him, he doesn't hesitate. He just shoots him then he goes, Oh, that would be easy. <laughs> <It's laughs> I and mean, then like another guy comes in the room two seconds later and then, and, just, oh. and then for the next like good long portion of the movie, Nobby's just like easily shooting everybody. <laughs> and in fact and, then, and what yeah, it's like there's a the guard that's holding Sebastian, captive at that point, mm-hmm. Sebastian's like talking him like, you don't want to do this. Go home to your family. And the guy takes you're the clip out of his, aren't you?
0: Yeah. He takes
1: the clip out of his gun and he goes, "You know what? You're right. I'm gonna go home and bam. and Nobby shoots him. Yeah, he just comes in the room, pow. <laughs> and it was and it, and then at one point he like just straight up lampshades it and says, "You know, it completely removes you from the from the con, from oh. the consequences <laughs> of your actions, and." you know and i think i thought that was uh, a kind of clever commentary on the genre because you that is a trope in action is people just casually and easily killing yeah. and in, in like mass amounts
0: at the same time you're still supposed to think that like the main character is good because like at the climax of the movie he refuses to kill the bad guy like right isn't that usually some sort of like it's like you know what i mean it's always like this guy has been wasting all these people that we're not supposed to care about but then in the final moment like you're not supposed to kill the final bad guy he's supposed to go to jail and get justice you know what i'm saying and it's just like wait (laughs) (laughs) You, you didn't try to get justice for the other lackeys you know like you didn't try to just cuff them you know what i mean um but, yeah, um, and then, so right before that all happens, though, he's getting tortured, and it gets revealed that, oh no, Penelope Cruz is actually in on the uh, the initiative that's actually going to be like that's gonna fuck people up. Uh, mm-hmm. there's gonna be this virus that's gonna be released at the uh, at the soccer game.
1: I guess the idea is, oh God. Yeah. Oh God! Okay, oh, so God. so
0: watch me lay it out because uh, yeah, I had that moment. I had the exact moment. Let me get into it yeah, first. Yeah, go for it. Go because for it. what happened at first before that really like washed over me. At first, you had the moment of like you know Mark Strong is like. Why are you doing this? Why do you wanna like, you know, release this virus? What what's your motivation? And it's just like, you know, um, yeah, the world is overpopulated and we need to, you know, deal with da, da da da. And so like if we unleash this virus, you know, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen to affect the lower class people the most, you know, the dregs in society who just leech off of everything and what do we need them for anyway, because they're all bad. And then he has the flashbacks to like seeing the family and all of these people that he's come to care about and it's just like whoa, like, you know, in uh, any other movie, it would have been just like, you know, like, well, I'm supposed to do the right thing just because it's the right thing, but here it's just like, no, you see why it really matters to him specifically because he's reconnecting with it for the first time and it means something to him. And I was watching, I was like, wow, this movie, like, had a Superman moment in a way better way than any fucking Zack Snyder movie did. And he had like fucking three movies to do that shit, you know, to show the humanity of the superhero and why he cares about saving the day. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: well, and, and what I was just thinking about now, that's actually really relevant to, you know, what we're living through right now. Um, and, and I somehow, mm. I mean, obviously the idea of worldwide pandemic in the movie, like obviously yeah, so, I'm like, that's, but the specificity mm-hmm. of it, cause at first I was like going, well, how is she targeting it? How is she targeting the virus? And then I realized she doesn't have to target a virus because yeah. the poor people can't afford to quarantine mm. and the wealthier people can. The people who yeah. have enough money that they don't have, they can just stay in their houses and not have to work or go anywhere. So, are gonna survive and anybody who has to work is not gonna
0: yeah so as i was watching this movie at first i was just like wow this is just gonna be a fun comedy it's just gonna be making me laugh and like okay so you know this is the first movie where sasha Cohen was just like all right fuck it the social commentary is a little hard i'm just gonna go for i know that i'm a funny guy let me just make these motherfuckers laugh right and then like as i got to this moment it's like whoa this is like weirdly bittersweet in a way, because, like, without that connection that you know he now has to his hometown, you wouldn't feel how it affects him that he does need to save the world. And there is that thing, is like, this is so real in how, like, here is a person, like, using bunk science about food scarcity to push a virus that is... And then I r- had that moment of, like it's affecting the lower classes. Oh, God damn it. The social commentary. Goddamn damn you, Sasha Merrick going. Sasha. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, of course I was thinking like, at first I was thinking like, wait, wouldn't it only be rich people who could afford to go to that game though? <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking at first. But then you made the point of like, but who'd be able to actually take care of themselves? And like, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. And it's, you know, and it's not just like, I mean, she was, I mean, all the people from Grimsby managed to get there. <laughs> if you can get a credit card. Yeah. Because, yeah. because she was, like, I think it was symbolic that she picked a soccer game because, you oh, know, Nabi's course. a soccer hooligan. And and, is, and
0: that is, yeah, that's yeah. a symbol of the low-class culture, right, right in, in some capacity that someone would say. Right, rich, like,
1: rich people watch tennis and polo and...
0: Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so they go to South Africa, Nabi immediately buys heroin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's weird because Nabi's seen just casually using some very hard drugs or like referred to as yeah like the best heroin in her- south africa He uses crack and heroin and it's just like he seems okay for somebody who does, oh, well, you doesn't
0: know. he say like no oh he says to his kids like no no didn't i tell you no smoking he's like i thought
1: you meant crack he said no <laughs> i said i meant cigarettes too <laughs> and then he goes at your age you should just be vaping yeah exactly
0: uh,
1: but um but yeah, so so Nobby immediately buys heroin, and then Sebastian has to inject himself with some sort of super spy, something or other. And instead, uh, they mix up the needles, and he, he shoots himself up with heroin, and he's about to go on this mission, and so Nobby has to take his place. And Isla Fisher's on the phone with him, uh, you know, trying to coach him through, and he decides he's going to do a Sean Connery impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me he didn't sound it like sean connery he sounded a little like bruno hmm. um but he he's do- doing this really painful sean connery impression uh wearing wearing the suit and trying to look really fly and um so there is kind of an ongoing like it's established that likes the big girls and so he goes to the hotel and they say okay you have to seduce this this woman, and she's the wife of so-and-so, and you have to seduce her to get information out of her. And they're like, she's in a green dress, and she's gorgeous. And we see this, you know, model-looking blonde woman mm-hmm. at the bar in a green dress, just, like, looking at him with bedroom eyes. And he goes right past her to Gabourey Sidibe, yes. who's a hilarious in this. Um, and she is playing a maid at the hotel who is wearing a green uniform dress and he apparently just doesn't notice the apron um, Mm. and goes right to her and starts trying to seduce her. And she's just like completely like what?
0: I I like how she, yeah, she reacts so realistically like, okay, I'm just trying to do my job and this guy's hitting on me. And like, I think like her very first line is just like, he's like going like, Oh my God, are you here to, and he does some like sort of sexual in the window, and she's just like, fuck off like this other word is like uh, uh, no (laughs) but you know he eventually uh charms her and you know (laughs) yeah
1: there's a uh oh my god so this was this was a gross out scene that i did find funny at the same time as being completely disgusting so he's in his room he's waiting for the assignation he takes a huge shit and the toilet's clogged and he calls asking for somebody to come to be sent up to fix it Uh so both of these women are headed to the room and so the blonde woman shows up and he assumes she's come to fix the toilet Mm. and they have this exchange where you know she's basically what it comes down to is he's talking about the poop she's talking (laughs) she's talking about his penis and they're misunderstanding each other and so she's like I'm going to take it in my hand, and I'm going to put it all in my mouth. And she's, like, miming it. And he's just, like, looking at, like, his face. And he finally goes, all right, you're a fucking weirdo. Like, I can't do any of these accents. He's, like, you, and he just kind of, like, shoves her into the bathroom. gabri Sidibe comes in. He's trying to seduce her. Ends up succeeding because... Uh, when MI6 checks in on the, uh, on the contact lens cam, they just see Gabry Cinebay's crotch. (laughs) And then cut to he's vigorously eating her out to the point that he's like lifted her body off the bed <laughs> and she's going, Woo! Woo! Oh God. which I will say like this, this bugged me again. Like I don't like, you know, I'm sorry. I don't like casual rape jokes. Mm-hmm. And it bugged me that in the scene, she seems to be having like a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end they have like, and now I made his, uh, accusing Liam Gallagher, like Liam Gallagher of sexual oh, assault right at the end. and of course the joke is that that was Nobby and she thought he was Liam Gallagher. Mm. But like the fact that it was like, Oh, that you're like retroactively framing that as sexual assault was like, yeah. Kind of, oh, that's, that's not funny. Um, um, but yeah, but that, the, the wife of the whatever arms dealer guy, uh, talking about his dick while he thinks she's talking about his giant shit. It was just <laughs> oh, it was so gross, but it was really funny.
0: Um, and then I, I love the joke where you know Mark Strong tries to clue uh, Nobby in on what's happening. It's like uh, you know, uh, they meet uh, Penelope Cruz, and he goes like, uh, "Meet the head of the biggest crime syndicate in the world," and Nobby's like, "What? She runs FIFA." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, that's classic." Yeah. Alright, so then we have the big scene where, you know, Penelope Cruz, you know, she's, she's setting off the missiles and they're about to go off and it's like, oh no, there's, uh, you know, you have to, w- we have to stop uh, the missile before it is able to, you know, spread the contagion. Like, there's only one way to stop it. And he's like, I have to, you know, put my bum on it, you know what I'm saying? So he, he puts pulls his pants down, sits situations himself right onto the rocket, and then, uh, Ela Fisher comes in and she says, no, uh, it's the rocket to your left! And she goes, God damn it! And he gets off, and then gets on the other one, and they go like, "Oh no,
1: we found out it's both rockets." <laughs> and, and he's like, "Yeah." I don't so know. Mark Strong has to come and sit on a rocket, yeah. and this was actually some really beautiful symmetry yeah. because, again, at the beginning, we see Nobby get a firecracker stuck in his asshole, mm-hmm. and it's established that this has happened to him multiple times, so. <laughs> This is a man who's <laughs> had firecrackers up his asshole multiple times in his life. He and, knows what he's doing. And, and now it's to. coming in handy. Uh,
0: you know, it, it's it's that classic movie trope of, like, the thing that you expect someone to just be weird for and for, to not matter. That's the thing that ends up saving the world, you know? Like, the the grossness, the, uh, the that weird thing to this particular person mm-hmm. is just and, what the world needs. And this is immediately <laughs>
1: after a... Um, a rousing speech where he goes into the stands and he's talking to all the people of Grimsby who have come Mm -hmm. to meet him there uh, and to see the World Cup and all the people of Grimsby and saying she thinks we're scum and fuck that, you know, we're human beings and... Let's show them that we're proud to be scum. And they all streak across the soccer field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that distracts... Some of them getting out of breath. Yeah. But... <laughs> and, that, and that distracts the guards long enough for Nobby to put his asshole all around now, the, 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 What the I find
0: interesting about that is that how it's like, okay, so the meta-narrative of this, right, is that... Like, yeah, like, people who are, you know, considered the lowest rungs of society just because they, like, you know, certain things that are signifiers of low class doesn't mean they're not human beings that should be respected. And it's just, like, that's so who this movie is for? Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's kind of, I think it's kind of, like, respectable in that way of, like and I'm proving it by making such a low like by shooting so low brow with my humor but still having that message of but the people who watch this dumb shit are still human beings too yeah. you know what I mean like how that wraps around with the message through the nature of how the movie works yeah it's very meta you're
1: right, Meadow, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's
0: just like whoa <laughs> like i wasn't even trying to have some deeper thought about this and it was just like wow but there's like heart to this movie in a this way that you just don't this fucking movie expect has so
1: much heart and for all the gross out humor it is it is a really sweet this movie is so fun- like i honestly Bora it's like the classic right mm-hmm. but i honestly think that this is easily Sasha Baron Cohen's best movie I terms. was
0: thinking the same because I was like huh. it's a
1: it's an incredibly well crafted action movie it's well written the jokes actually make sense in terms of the characters and yes. the story so the comedy is the most the 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 storytelling the action craft the comedy and the heart of the movie are all just so freaking good and it is so l- just light years ahead of where the dictator was
0: yeah so I-, I would definitely recommend the shit out of this movie. It is hilarious and just, <laughs> just this movie is it gets a perfect score alone with just how it uh, it ends. Uh, uh, the climax of the movie is like okay, so they you know they put their butts on the rockets and then oh they're able to you know make the rockets not go off in the way that they're supposed to, and then Nobby falls and his gun like accidentally unloads and shoots and the right. bullet shoots into Daniel Ratcliffe's oh. arm. No. Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: right, right, right. Because the kid, the Israeli Palestinian kid, right. and this is what I was saying about the wheelchair, the kids take him and throw him onto the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, you know, it was nasty, but. Yeah! Um, and, and then at the end, like, we see him, and he's fine, he's survived, but he's going, Fuck Israel, fuck Palestine, fuck all of you. Fuck all of you! And, <laughs> i was like, Oh, no! And it's just, um, you know, kind of refreshing to see this child who's been trotted out as a symbol getting to, like, express <laughs> exactly. his feelings. Exactly! Just getting um, angry! But like, yeah. this is the worst
0: fucking week ever! <laughs>
1: Yes. I've been shot at. I've been thrown off of a fucking building. But but yeah. So Daniel Radcliffe, bunny ears, quote unquote. Daniel Radcliffe yeah, gets, gets shot, shot in the arm. Gets shot in the arm, and his blood goes into the mouth of, of Donald, Donald Trump, Trump. with uh, "Hail to the Chief" playing as Donald Trump contracts HIV. <laughs> oh god.
0: And you just see his mouth open, like, the unexpected, like, my mouth just happened to be open and just...
1: "Ah!" Because, so they had an actor, they had a lookalike actor play Daniel Radcliffe, but for Trump, I think they just... They just just, got, like, a face thing. They they just, like, animated his face onto... it's,
0: It's so cheesy in that way that it's just, like... The way the comedic beat pays off, like the fact that it looks fake, is like part of the enjoyment of it. Yeah, so so that we see that in like
1: slow motion, and then it cuts to the news: Donald Trump has HIV. (laughs) God damn you! It's so good, and uh, and then we find out that. Nobby and Sebastian survived, and their assholes are just... We get a shot. Oh, my... We, we get we, a couple. We get a look. We get a couple. They have... Their assholes uh, could easily fit Coke cans inside oh of them. Oh, my God. But Don and the kids, who have been told they were dead, because also it says on the news that they're dead, so mm, Yeah, there's a whole cover-up everybody story. Everybody thinks they're dead, but Don and the kids come in, and oh, they're alive, and they have a beautiful reuniting, and then Isla Fisher... Is clearly the kind of a love interest for Mark Strong because, like, there's a kind of slight running gag where she's like saying, calling him daddy on the phone. Oh yeah, um, it was really she,
0: clever the way they and, did that. And
1: she just kind of sits on his bed, and they never like they don't kiss because, like, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna kiss the man's not wife really in front no. of him. Uh, well, oh, oh, like, oh, I thought
0: you yeah, said it's <laughs> just like you're not
1: gonna kiss the man's wife right in front yeah. of him. Um, but yes. yeah, and it
0: was a funny scene with the ways like they're smoking cigarettes. And, uh, you know, the the buttholes are sticking out, and Alan Fisher comes in, and she's like, Hey, could- uh, the cigarette is, uh, causing a bit of a, you know, trouble with the defibrillator. Could you turn on the fan? And she turns on the fan, and- And their
1: buttholes start whistling, like, whistling, like
0: they're freaking, uh, those like glass pipes. things. And
1: then Nobby says, we're a couple of pan pipes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they sound, they sound like jugs. Uh, yeah.
0: So- this is...
1: So, so that's the happy ending, but then there's the coda, mm. where, you know, everybody thinks they're dead, and so Nobby becomes a super spy, mm-hmm. and there's this, like, great action sequence where he's, like, getting onto a boat, and there's all the bad guys coming at him, and he shoots all the bad guys, and then he gets to Sebastian, and goes, oh, you've met the crew. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good! Uh. Oh
0: you're seeing like it's one of those things where like as you're watching it unfold there's the first guy who look, looks like they're aiming the gun is like oh you took that guy out and then as you're watching it happen it's like wait Nubby's just... doing this a little too easily yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you see one guy who's like
1: no that guy didn't get to say N- something that's happening <laughs> Nubby should never have been given a gun oh, it's so good
0: it's so good. And then of course they have a little joke right before the credits come in when they're like, you know, like we have to say, you know, Daniel Radcliffe does uh yeah, it does not so, have so any.
1: yeah, they have uh just text on a on a bat black background that says oh, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe was did not, not appear in, in this, this film and, yeah. is, and is not HIV positive and then the next one says Donald Trump did not appear in this movie and then, just... and then it's like ten full seconds before <laughs> and is not HIV positive yeah.
0: and, like, you could tell there was, you could feel the conversation of mm, can we just leave it lingering there how long can we just leave it lingering there yeah. <laughs> you know
1: and it's like you know and I have to say like you know there's in this day and age, being HIV positive should not be stigmatized. Mm-hmm. It is. For sure. It's sure. very treatable. It's, you know, whatever. Like, you know, people who have HIV and are treating it properly are not going to transmit it to other people. So, you know, there is that, that question of like, you know, spreading that stigma. Yeah.
0: But I at the to. same
1: time, it's just like, here's one of the worst diseases we can think of. We wish that person had. <laughs>
0: exactly. And here's one of the worst people ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> would Oh, if the, the
0: twain should meet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. Uh, so overall, this is a resounding endorsement of yes, this it film. Is,
1: it is so, so good. Um, it's so good. and Like, you
0: will laugh. You just might cry. But you will have a good time. <laughs>
1: Right and and it yeah you probably will cry yeah especially if, that, if the there are any the if there are any children in your life you're gonna cry for real uh, oh my god
0: like the performances they got out of these kids is just so the, just like I think Nobby the
1: kid playing little Nobby was like there's, just heartbreaking yeah oh there's my one god. scene
0: where uh right before he uh, Sebastian leaves does like a little thing where he's just like hmm, like, where he's just, like, not, like, something seemed a little odd, but I'm not paying attention to that. And he sells it in such a way that it's just, like, a a kid normally wouldn't be able to hit that beat because he wouldn't really understand that little moment of just, like, oh, like, how would you be able to describe to them, like, Look like you don't really know what's happening, but you're just gonna shrug it off. You know what I mean? This is like they got that particularness in a way that was just like, I really believe what's happening right now. Like, whoa, okay. Like you never believe what's happening when you're watching a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But they were probably the best parts of the movie, like the most believable parts. Like it feels like they really did find a bunch of fucking Oliver Twist kids and fucking causing trouble. Yeah
1: oh yeah they, and there's like a like a flashback of the two little little butcher boys um streaking on a on a football pitch um right before the you know like a flashback to that right before the mass streak and it's just very touching <laughs> so I guess good, next we we'll, it's really good and I, I guess next we will want to watch Who is America yeah if I can watch it without paying for HBO uh
0: I, I I have my ways. We'll see. I mean, I don't like paying for it. I
1: just don't want to pay yeah, for HBO, you. you know? Yeah. So we'll, we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, very much uh, easily, easily his best movie, I think.
0: Yeah, but uh, until next time, this has been the Review New Podcast. We told you at the beginning uh, what to do. If you want to support us, you can head over to that Kofi for one-time donations, or you can head over to the Patreon, $5 uh, per, uh, well, like $5 monthly, and you get to see you know every other episode. Uh, definitely go back to our catalog. We've uh, already reviewed movies from Kevin Smith and the Waynes Brothers, and next we should be. I think we'll be doing Spike Lee, but uh, we'll see what what happens as it comes. What
1: the future may hold. Yeah. If anybody wants to uh, request After Hours, it's a really good movie.
0: Oh yeah, and, and if you want mm-hmm. to request yeah any movie for us to review, uh, definitely hit up that Kofi for uh, you know, we'll review uh anything within reason. You know what, what I'm like saying? Don't make us review. Like, Come on. I, I feel like. We Need to,
1: I feel like we need to like put Has a disclaimer. Caveats. I feel like we need to put a disclaimer for Human Centipede. I do not watch. I've watched. I have watched fucking Tusk. Don't make me watch Human Centipede. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, don't make me watch you. Human Centipede. If you if you request Human Centipede, like, can you give them their money back? <laughs>
0: I will do that. Yeah. Because come on, y'all. Don't don't, don't torture us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, until next time. Uh, thank you for joining us uh i have been your co-host dj i'm evan and this is the review a new podcast and until we catch you next time what would you like written on your gravestone suck my balls (laughs) (laughs) god damn it i love that line.